Hi, and welcome to the Church Unlimited podcast. Church Unlimited is a vibrant, Bible-based church in North Lakes, Queensland, that is passionate about helping people discover the genuine love of Jesus. If you're currently looking for a home church, we would love for you to join us for Sunday worship. For more information about our Sunday service or to find out how we can best help you, head to our website at churchunlimited.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message from Sunday service. There's nothing that fires me up more than seeing people follow Jesus. Saying yes to Jesus was the greatest decision that I have ever made in my whole life. It was the best day of my life. And I've had some great days. Marrying Paula was one of the great days of my life. The birth of each of my four children was such a special day. Coming to Australia to follow the Lord was so exciting. It was a great day. But none of those days compared to the day that I said yes to Jesus. My life was a mess. So insecure, so lost, hurting myself with every decision that I made. I hurt myself with the money I spent. I hurt myself with the things I put in my body. I hurt myself with every bad relationship. Nothing was going right until one night I went and did all that same stuff. And I woke up the next morning full of guilt and shame for the first time. I had partied heaps of times, but all of a sudden guilt and shame and just this feeling of conviction came over me. And I remember saying to my buddy, Daniel, I don't want to live like this anymore. And he said to me, James, I don't want to live like this either. We got to stop. We need to go to church. And I was very apprehensive about that. But I decided to say yes to going to church. And in going to church, I heard the good news of Jesus Christ. I heard the message that he loved me in spite of all my mess. And if I would just surrender my life to him, he could turn my mess into a miracle. And the preacher gave an opportunity, said, if you want to know Jesus, will you say yes to Jesus? And that is when everything changed for me because my hand went up and I said, yes. And I prayed, yes, Jesus, come into my life. Saying yes to Jesus changed everything for me. Everything that is good in my life is a result of saying yes to Jesus. In fact, that's probably the only thing that I can say that I've done right in my life. Is just keep saying yes to Jesus. I heard the call to give up the party life. Yes, Jesus. I heard the call to come to Australia and leave my family behind. Yes, Jesus. I heard the call to serve teenagers as a chaplain and as a youth pastor. Yes, Jesus. I heard the call to marry Paula Hensley. Yes, Jesus. I heard the call to go to Bible college. Yes, Jesus. I heard the call to lead a Bible college. Yes, Jesus. I heard the call to become a pastor. Yes, Jesus. I heard the call to go to Cairns and start a new church. Yes, Jesus. I heard the call to move to Rockhampton. That was more of a nod. I heard the call to come here. Yes, Jesus. Every great decision in my life flows out of saying yes 
to Jesus. And I just want to keep saying yes to Jesus every day of my life. I would not be where I am today if I wasn't saying yes to Jesus. You have to understand that saying yes to Jesus is not just your moment of salvation. We aren't one and done. Oh yeah, I said yes to Jesus 37 years ago. No, I I say yes to Jesus every day of my life. And you know that when you said yes to Jesus, you actually said yes to a lot of other things. There's fine print. There's like the fine print. You know, every contract you sign, there's fine print. Your marriage contract, for better or worse. Till death do us part. The fine print. When you sign a contract on a house, there's fine print. When you sign a contract at, at work, you will behave and live and conduct yourself in a way that is worthy of that job. There's fine print. And you know that there's fine print to your faith? John 15 outlines the fine print to our faith. I want to share it with us. In John 15, it starts with, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch that is in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it might bear more fruit. For you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. The first fine print of yes to Jesus is saying yes to abiding in Father every day. It's so important that we remain in Him or learn how to abide in Him. I don't add Jesus to my life. Jesus adds me into His life. That's a totally different way of thinking for so many. So many people think, oh yeah, I'm just doing James over here and I'm going to add a bit of Jesus in. Oh, I need to add a little bit more Jesus in. That's such a backwards way of thinking. This is talking about the fact that you can't do anything if you're not grafted in to the greater vine. That Jesus isn't grafted into my life where I go, Lord, this is what I'm doing. What do you think about it? No, 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 no. My life is grafted into his life and I'm listening for his instruction and his leading and his guidance. Abide in me. Remain in me. Don't stop saying yes is basically what he's saying. Jesus doesn't want your sin or just your 10%. He wants your whole life to be grafted into him. Keep saying yes to him every day. I will follow you today. And I will follow you tomorrow. And I will follow you the next day and the next day and the day after that. There is no life outside of Jesus. Here's the second thing you say yes to. It's found in in John 15, 9. It says, as the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, 
you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy would remain in you and that your joy may be full. The second thing you say yes to is yes to a obedience. Saying yes to Jesus isn't just, yes, Jesus, come and forgive me of my sins. It's, yes, Jesus, I will abide in you. And yes, Jesus, I will obey you. He tells us that we abide in him through obedience. Obedience is critical to the Christian faith. Jesus doesn't just forgive us and save us and simply let us just go off and do whatever we want. No, Jesus now invites us into a life of fellowship. When he encounters the disciples on the beach, he says, come and follow me. He doesn't say, come and believe in me. Hey, I'm real. Believe in me. No, I'm really real. Believe in me. He doesn't say that. I think it's so funny. I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. What a lame thing to say. A Christian is not someone who believes in Jesus. The Romans believed in Jesus. The Jews believed in Jesus. Satan believes in Jesus. But a Christ follower who will obey. Yes, Jesus, I will read your word. Yes, Jesus, I will obey your word. Yes, Jesus, I will surrender my life to you. Yes, Jesus, I will abstain from sinful behavior. Yes, Jesus, I will forgive others. Yes, Jesus, I will serve others. Yes, Jesus, I will give of my money and I will even tithe because your word says and I will obey. Yes, Jesus, I will share my faith this Christmas with my neighbor. Yes, Jesus, I will obey you. Here's a third one. In John 15, 12, it says, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to abiding in Him. Saying yes to abiding in Him is saying yes to obedience. Saying yes to obedience and commandment is saying yes to loving people. I always cringe when someone wears a shirt that says, I don't do people. Or, ew, people. I don't think you can be a Christian and wear that kind of shirt. Saying yes to Jesus is literally saying yes to loving people. Saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to you. In Matthew 10, 37, it says, Jesus teaches us, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. So many Christians say yes to Jesus, but they say no to people. We say no to people by the way that we treat people. We say no to people by the way that we judge people. We say no to people by the way we gossip about people. We say no to people by the way that we live our selfish little insular lives. We say no to people.
people when we hold unforgiveness to them. No, no, mate. I am not going to extend to you the same grace that he extends to me. I just won't. But there's fine print. And the fine print is people. You cannot say yes to Jesus and say no to people. It doesn't work. Jesus teaches us in John 13. He says, here's a new commandment for you. I give to you that you would love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another by this. All will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Not if you can memorize the whole New Testament. Not if you can prophesy. What is 1 Corinthians 13 says, it doesn't matter if you know all the mysteries. It doesn't matter if you can speak in tongues. It doesn't matter if you can prophesy with precise accuracy. If you don't have love for people, you're a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. It doesn't matter if you can drag your children to church if you're not loving them and serving them and caring for them. It doesn't matter if you can stay married in the name of Jesus, but you're, you're, you're hurting your spouse by the way that you speak to them and treat them. The way that we treat people, the world will know that you're His. Not because of how clever you are in the Word, but the way you treat people. Saying yes to people is fine print. Saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to a life of sacrifice. This is what John 15, 13 says. The next verse. Greater love has no one than this, that they lay down their life for one's friends. Notice it doesn't say, greater love hath no one than this, that you lay down your life for God. Oh, I could lay down my life for God. I'm down with that. He laid down his life for me. But it doesn't. It says that you lay down your life for your friends or people. And you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to sacrifice. That we would continually sacrifice ourselves for the well-being of others. As Jesus gave to us, we give to others. Saying yes to Jesus isn't saying yes to a life of comfort. Saying yes to Jesus isn't saying yes to the hukudamatata life. It's my problem-free philosophy. There's nothing in Scripture that talks about hakudamatata. But this is what Paul teaches us in Romans. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, that your natural life would be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of service. It's your reasonable act of service. Later, at the end of the Gospels, Jesus said, whatever you did to them, it's as though you've done it to me. When you've given to the poor, it's as though you've given it to me. 
Whenever you've helped someone in need, it's as though you've done it to Jesus. And Jesus literally links the way you treat people to the way you treat him. They go together and we're called to sacrifice and serve one another. Saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to relationship. I love this. John 15, 14. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you. Okay, if you love people. Hey, we're on team Jesus. No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have now called you friends. For all the things that I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. I always cringe when people say to me, oh yeah, James, I believe in the big fella upstairs. You heard that before? The big fella upstairs. I've actually been challenged in my own life to, to not call God God. Because God just seems so distant and so vague and so nebulous. I love that he's got names. First of all, Jesus says, everything I've made known to the Father. It's not everything that I've known from God. I've, here I'm God's prophet. No, he said, I'm God's son and I've come to show you the Father. It's relationship. He's not some angel decreeing the ordinance of heaven. He's a son. And he invites us into sonship and into relationship. And if you believe in the big fella upstairs, can I invite you to take that next step and get to know your father who intimately loves you and knows every hair on your head and knows every thought on your mind, knows every word that may or may not have come out of your mouth. And he's not ashamed of you. And he calls you close. Saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to abiding. Saying yes to abiding is saying yes to obedience. Saying yes to obedience is saying yes to people. But I'm an introvert. There's no fine, fine print. There's no sub fine print to the fine print. People. Saying yes to loving people is saying yes to living as a sacrifice. And saying yes to living as a sacrifice. When you live like that. Oh, I don't call you a servant anymore. I call you my friend. Come close. Saying yes to Jesus is continually saying yes to friendship, relationship, intimacy. He speaks to you. Here's the last one. In John 15, 16, it says, You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. I purposed you that you would go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father, not ask God in heaven, hey, big fella, it's very different. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give to you. And these things I've commanded you, just that you didn't get it. One more time, he says it. These things I've commanded you, that you love one another. The sixth thing is saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to the purposes or the call of God. Saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to a fruitful life. Can I tell you right now that if you're called, if you said yes to Jesus, you're saying, yes, I'll be fruitful. 
This whole passage is, if you abide in me, if the, if the branches abide in the vine, they will bear fruit. And if they don't bear fruit, they'll be cut off. And if they do bear fruit, guess what? You get cut too. It's called pruning. But it's all about being fruitful, that your life would be fruitful. The great instruction, the first instruction that God gave to Adam and Eve was to be fruitful and multiply. God desires your life to be purposeful and to be fruitful. He has come that you would have life abundant, life fruitful, life overflowing. Over the years, there's a lot of people who've asked me, oh, what's the will of God? What's the purpose of God? What's the call of God on my life? And the answer is right here. Loving people. Serving people. Serving people is the call of God. Loving your neighbor is the call of God on your life. Loving people is my purpose. There is no other purpose. Jesus shows up, resurrected. Peter has just denied Jesus three times, and he's in a low moment. It says Peter was grieved over his denial. And in his first interaction with Peter, he doesn't go, mate, where were you? You abandoned me. I'm, hey, I'm, mate, where, what's going on? This is, what it, this is their first interaction. Are you ready? So, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Now, Peter's like, I know I denied you, Jesus. I know I did. But don't bring it up in front of everybody. And Jesus responds, feed my lambs. And he said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, tend my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And Peter is thinking shame from his previous experience. And he said, yes, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Peter was stuck in a mindset of, oh, I've messed up. I'm low. I, I denied the Lord. I failed the Lord. And Jesus said, stop it, mate. Get your eyes off of yourself and put your eyes on people. Feed my sheep, tend my sheep, feed my lambs, be fruitful. Let your purpose be fruitful. Jesus said to Peter, you are the, the rock on which I'm going to build my church. He didn't mean majestic buildings. He meant people. We are in the people business. If you said yes to Jesus, you are in the people business. You aren't in the sales and marketing business. You aren't in the medical business. You aren't in the engineering business. You aren't in the education business. You are not in the church God business. We are in the people business. Every fruitful, purposeful thing that really matters will be made manifest in people, not in our bank accounts or in how much stuff we have. Saying yes to Jesus is outworking God's purpose in my life in loving people. Building your business and getting rich is not your business. 
It's not your purpose if it doesn't come back to people. Now, just so you know, I want to be rich. I do. I would like to be wealthy. Who wants to be poor? Oh, yes, Lord, please, Jesus, make me poor. Come on. Of course we want to be wealthy. But I want to be wealthy, but it's not so that I can have all this stuff. It's so that I can. How can I bless someone? You know, you hear seemingly humble prayers like, Lord, I'm not greedy. I'm not needy. I don't ask for a lot, God. I just ask for enough. Just enough for the mortgage, just enough for the car payment, just enough for the groceries. And that sounds like a really humble prayer. Until you think about the fact that if you only have enough for yourself, how can you serve and bless someone else? If you've only got enough for your Christmas dinner, how can you provide Christmas dinner for someone else? If you've only got enough for Christmas presents for your children, how can you buy Christmas presents for your neighbor's children? No, God, abound in me, overflow in me, make me so prosperous, God, that I can be a blessing to everyone around me. Being influential isn't your purpose if it doesn't come back to loving and serving people. But I do want to be influential so that I can help people see Christ. Having great toys and stuff isn't your purpose. If you aren't better equipped to serve people. Stuff gets in the way of me loving people. Sometimes I love stuff more than I love people. Stuff feeds my love of self. And so sometimes God doesn't give me the stuff that I want because he knows that it actually gets in the way. You want a bigger house or you want to buy a house? Awesome. How can you use it for the glory of God? We get these houses and we never invite anyone over for dinner. No, you can't have a home group. You can't do a grow group in my house. The Lord provided you a miracle home, but you're not willing to open it up to have people in it? You want a boat, but you never take anybody on it? That's not true. Louis invited me on his boat at least 10 times. I've just not been available. But the things that come into our lives aren't just for our own selfish gratification. Because saying yes to Jesus is saying yes, that my life will be more purposeful than my own self. I'm so challenged in my life that keep saying yes to Jesus. Don't say no. By the way, none of us would ever intentionally say no to Jesus. We just say no in our passivity. We say no in our apathy. We say no by getting stuck on self. This is why the Bible talks so much about getting rid of self. If you could just get out of the way, you could be more fruitful. Every day is a day to say yes to Jesus. Yes, Lord, I want to abide in you. Yes, Lord, I know that, that there is only life when I'm plugged into you. Yes, Jesus, I will obey. Whatever your word says, I won't say no. When it, when it says, don't forsake the fellowship, okay, Lord, I will be committed to the fellowship. I will obey. 
Saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to loving people. Saying yes to Jesus is saying, yes, Lord, I'll sacrifice. I'll sacrifice. I'll lay down. I must decrease that you would increase. Saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to friendship and relationship. It's not obligation. It's not serving. God's not sitting around at you looking at you going, where is your serving? Son, come close. Daughter, come close. Saying yes to Jesus is about outworking my purposes in God. And so when I said yes to Jesus in that service, and then I said yes to Jesus in getting in that pool, and I said yes to getting on an airplane and flying to Australia, and I said yes to being a high school chaplain, and I said yes to leading this church, all the things in my life that bring me the most joy flow out of a yes to Jesus. Before we get, before we finish and hand back, I'm aware that there might be people here this morning and you've not ever said yes to Jesus in the first place. I, I, I shared with you before that I've been that person. I've, there was a time in my life where I was saying yes to myself. And every time I've said yes to James or yes to self, it's led me into a place of pain. Maybe you're here this morning, you got invited by a friend. Maybe you got invited to come and and watch the water baptisms this morning. That's so cool. It's so cool for what God's doing in Grant and so great for what God's doing in Liana and so great for what God's doing in David. But here's my question to you. What's God doing in your life? How, how is Jesus changing your life? Maybe you're here this morning and you would say, you know what? I used to be a Christian. I used to, I said yes to Jesus ages ago, but, but I've been progressively saying yes to myself ever since. Okay. We've kind of all had moments like that. Can I encourage you? This morning, make a fresh choice to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never said yes to Jesus. Maybe you would have called yourself an atheist or you've called yourself an agnostic. Maybe you grew up in church and you thought, no, nah, I'm not into churchianity. Guess what? I'm not really into churchianity either. I'm into Jesus. I follow Jesus and I love people. Love God, love people. All the other trimmings, they can fit where they fit. Thanks for joining us. We pray that you and your family are richly blessed by the love and grace of Jesus. If you're ever in the area, we would love for you to join us for Sunday worship.